Welcome to GNAC Insider, the show that lets you on the inside of the NCAA's Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Join us live Tuesday nights at 7 Pacific or by podcast anytime throughout the academic year. Listen live at blogtalkradio.com slash GNAC Insider or by podcast each week over iTunes or at our conference website, GNACsports.com. Now, here are your hosts, Kevin Young and Evan O'Kelly. Welcome to GNAC Insider. On this Tuesday night, we've got a great show for you tonight as we're going to take a look at some of the activities going on in the Great Northwest Athletic Conference from cross country with the big national championship going on in Spokane this weekend to volleyball as well as soccer, men's and women, tonight on GNAC Insider. And thank you so much for being with us. We're so glad you're here. We've got an exciting show for you lined up, and I always feel like I should give the phone number. The vast majority of our listeners do listen via podcast or they listen via recording on the website, but you can always tune in live at 7 p.m. at GNAC, uh, blogtalkradio.com slash GNAC Insider, and if you wish, 855-8426. Let me tell you a little bit about what's going on tonight. We have Eric Sawyer joining us. This is a big weekend for the conference, really a big weekend for the NCAA Division II because this is the national championships of cross-country. And that'll be taking place in Spokane, and it's being co-hosted by the Great Northwest Athletic Conference and by the Spokane Sports Commission. And Eric Sawyer, the president of that commission, will be joining us here in just a moment. We'll also have Matt English with us, and Matt is the athletic director of Concordia University in Portland, and it's that school that may be entering the GNAC coming up in the 2015-2016 season, and we'll tell you more about that. And also Ryan Dillon, who was one of the stars of the Simon Fraser University men's soccer team as they advanced in the NCAA Division II playoffs. He'll be joining us as well tonight. But before I go any further, I feel like I need to invite my co-host on the show, Evan O'Kelly. Evan, how are you tonight? Doing well, Kevin. How are you doing? I'm excited. I always like Tuesday night. It's always fun for me. And I know there's so much going on. I say that every week this time of year. There's just so much going on, but it really is true. And I know you're heading to Spokane this weekend. Yeah, actually, we're heading out uh, bright and early in the morning, flying out, going to check out the course and make sure everything's uh, all prepared well for the big meets on Saturday. I look forward to hearing all about that. In fact, we're going to get right to that. Evan, I'll check in with you a little bit later. Let me invite a gentleman, Eric Sawyer. He is the president and CEO of the Spokane Sports Commission. Uh, 17 years in that position, as a matter of fact. The Spokane Sports Commission, a nonprofit organization committed to recruiting and developing sporting events in Spokane. And I'll tell you what, we're going to hear in a minute. You'll be amazed at the kind of sporting events that Spokane has hosted here, thanks to his efforts. The Spokane Sports Commission is joint hosting the Division II Cross-Country National Championships with the GNAC on Saturday. And Spokane Sports involves uh, sports events promotion and marketing, travel housing and coordination. There might be a lot more to putting on a big sporting event in a city than most of our listeners are aware of. Mr. Sawyer, thanks so much for being with us. Oh, it's a pleasure. Good evening. So, you know, as I was saying, I think of Spokane, and 
I, I'm I'm aware of some of the things you've had going on there, but I remember the the uh, you've had national championships. If we consider NCAA basketball, figure skating championships, tell our listeners some of the various things that uh, your commission has been successful attracting to Spokane. Well, it, you know we've we've had an interesting twenty plus year run, and have been fortunate enough to to host a lot of national and somewhat international events. Uh, you know, you named a couple of them. We we seem to get a run on uh, men's basketball, NCAA basketball, first uh, and second round. So we've got we're hosting that again in March. We've had national figure skating championships. We've had Olympic trial events in cycling and in wrestling. Uh, we've had international dual events in track and field, junior Olympics, national junior Olympics in track and field. But you know, the list just keeps keeps growing. Um, you know, for Spokane, uh, we're 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 a good or a good market. We're kind of a niche group of events, and we're, we're big enough that we have the support and the services and the facilities to host a lot of these events, but we're not too big to where uh, they get swallowed up in, you know, in the activities of maybe professional sports, like in the Seattle where you've got the Mariners or, or the Seahawks playing or something else going on. So they, the, a lot of these governing bodies uh, in sports uh, know they can come to a, a second-tier market like Spokane, get a lot of support, and, and frankly, we kind of give them the keys to the city. And, and that translates to a success, whether it's at the, at the box office with ticket sales or, per, or just the ability for these athletes to perform in our community and the ease of that. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a fun run, and I'm lucky that I'm in Spokane and able to do it. Well, I know that GNAC feels uh, very privileged that you're in Spokane and able to do it, too. You had what might, uh, you know, a little bit of uh, almost like a dry run, I guess, for a national championship. Anytime you've got a national champ- championship going, you've got to have a little bit of, of nerves, a little bit of butterflies, I would think. But you actually had the uh, the West Regional Championship there in Spokane uh, featuring uh, a lot of GNAC uh, athletes just a few weeks ago. Did you not? Yes, and that, and that was a lot of fun. It's kind of it's kind of neat to have the Northwest schools here and get a chance to uh, have them see what the national course would be like, but also just a chance to experience uh, what a community uh, can do to support uh, cross country and Division two athletics. Um, it's a, it's a privilege for us, and I, I mean honestly, you put that NCAA uh, uh, acronym in front of just about any event, it's it's kind of almost magical for us, whether it's Division three or one. We've been lucky to have, you know, all three categories of national championships uh, in, in, in all three of, of the school sizes. So it's, it's fun for us uh, as, a, as a community to host these and as an organization. Uh, NCAA is a pretty well-oiled machine, so in many ways it's kind of easy for us. Uh, they demand a lot, but that's okay because we know that there's uh, good accountability on both sides. So it's, a, it's, a lot, it's good for us and good for our community. I think our listeners would love to hear about the course and uh, what the athletes will be facing weather-wise conditions on Saturday morning. Well, we we have an interesting facility. It's it's actually a soccer complex, but it has been uh, been able to host a number of national cross-country events. We've had Junior Olympics in cross-country. We had Division Two two years ago. We've had Division Three championships. Uh, we've had a number of uh, local and regional cross-country events. So it's kind of a, a well-established course. And what makes it unique, I think, is, is it's, a, it's not a big flat 
soccer complex. It has a series of berms through it. It's got some ups and downs. Uh, it's predominantly grass, of course. Um, but I think it's very picturesque, and I think that's what a lot of the athletes are going to be able to experience. It, it really it's, it's an atmosphere that seems to lend itself to cross-country running. It's very, very spectator-oriented. Uh, spectators can, can stand on a mound and see the whole race kind of unfold in front of them, uh, which is kind of neat. Uh, weather-wise, I tell you, it's, uh, it's always been a mixed bag. Two years ago, we had about three to six inches of snowfall during, during the event. Uh, the Nationals, and it was actually made it a lot of fun, uh, believe it or not. I, I, I kind of always thought cross-country is supposed to have a little a little crazy weather. This year it looks like the weather forecast is going to be about 40 and crystal clear and sunny, so I think it's going to be nice for the runners, but definitely cool, which is the way cross-country should be run as far as I'm concerned. But I, I think it's just it's just a great experience and something that, that we take very seriously at the Sports Commission in Spokane is that we recognize that the, these these uh, young athletes are competing in something that will be a, a memory for them for probably most of their lives, and we just we want to make sure that they walk away. You know, whether they win or lose, they just walk away with uh, some some memories of their experience in Spokane is very positive, and we respect the fact that they've worked very hard just to get here, and we want to honor that as much as we can. That sounds terrific. What are some of the ways your organization is? had a positive impact not only on the athletes that you just spoke about, but on the surrounding communities as well. Well, you know, the reason we even exist, frankly, is that there's an economic influence associated with hosting sports. When we bring people into the community, they have a spending habit, uh, and they're dropping what we like to refer to as environmentally friendly dollars into our community. Uh, and spending money, whether it's at, you know certainly in restaurants and hotels and retailing, uh, so there, there's there's great uh, economic influence. Our organization will, uh, in a typical year, generate anywhere from about forty to sixty million dollars in economic impact directly associated with tourism spending through sports. Then the, the other thing that is is probably sometimes least uh, well not as easily measured, but may be arguably more valuable to a community, especially like Spokane. And that's the national exposure. I'll use like we have we'll host um, men's Division One basketball first and second rounds, well now second and third rounds in uh, in March. And you know that's probably for us anywhere from nine to twelve hours of prime time television being broadcast out there that you know Spokane is a healthy place, is a vibrant place, it's a, it has a quality of life that can host these kinds of events and those kinds of positive impressions is something that we could never purchase through advertising. So it really advertises Spokane as a, as a place that maybe I want to visit or relocate or invest in. Um, so that's probably in many ways one of the reasons we really pursue sports is we always are looking for events that have some sort of national exposure. Just the fact that I'm here on the radio with you is an indication of that kind of value and the kind of impressions that you know we can leave in, in other markets that hopefully will influence decisions in the future. Well, I have to allow you to give a plug to one of our sponsors here on GNAC Insider, Red Lion Hotels. Yeah, well, Red Lion has always been a great partner. You know, they're headquartered here in Spokane. They uh, actually one of the few uh, hotel chains that we work with that actually have people specifically dedicated to sports-related travel. So not only do they 
sort of uh, have the rooms to provide, but they can also walk the talk as it relates to meeting the goals of any traveling team. They know how to take care of teams and what some of the unique characteristics for them are and the athletes and sometimes what they need that are unique from the other travelers. So uh, we're, we're very fortunate to have Red Line here, and it's great that they support the GNAC the way they do. Mr. Soria, thanks so much for being with us. It's been our pleasure. Yeah, well, thank you. I appreciate it. Okay, Eric Sawyer, the Spokane Sports Commission executive who's helped bring the NCAA Division II National Cross-Country Championships to Spokane for the second time in the last three years. Now let's see what's happening around the GNAC. In Bellingham, the Western Washington Volleyball Team earned GNAC Team of the Week honors after gaining sole possession of first place in the GNAC standings last week. Western Washington defeated Alaska Anchorage on the road, avenging a home defeat against Alaska Anchorage earlier this season. The Western Washington women's soccer team earned a 2-0 victory over Seattle Pacific in the Division II West Region semifinals last week. Seattle Pacific beat Western Washington in a penalty kick shootout to decide the GNAC championship tournament, but Western Washington won the rematch to extend its season and end Seattle Pacific's. In Burnaby, British Columbia, the Simon Fraser men's soccer team survived an overtime playoff match as a golden goal from senior Carlo Basso in the 106th minute extended its season. The goal helped Simon Fraser beat Cal State Los Angeles 2-1 to advance to the next round of the NCAA tournament. And in Azusa, the football team at Azusa Pacific is celebrating its 12 players who earned all GNAC honors, including GNAC Player of the Year, Terrell Watson, Defensive Player of the Year, Tyler Thornton, and Coach of the Year, Victor Santa Cruz. A full listing of the 2013 GNAC football all-conference team can be found at GNACsports.com. GNACsports.com is your 24-7 resource for all the latest on the Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Schedules, results, standings, highlights, statistics, and profiles for all 10 GNAC members. Plus, catch live event coverage on GNAC TV. GNAC Insider will be right back. The University of Alaska Fairbanks. People come here from all over the world in search of something extraordinary. What they find is the ultimate true-to-life learning experience, where scientists find a never-ending data pool in every direction, where artists have no want for inspiration, where seekers become scholars, and discoveries are made in the here and now. The possibility of greatness is closer than you think. The University of Alaska Fairbanks, naturally inspiring. Welcome back to GNAC Insider. Our next guest is the Athletic Director of Concordia University in Portland, and you might logically ask why are we having him on the show. This is the Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Well, you may not know that GNAC is uh, in, has invited Concordia into the conference. Concordia has accepted the invitation, and pending the NCAA approval, uh, there will be a new member of the Great Northwest Athletic Conference based in Portland, Concordia. And uh, so Matt English, our guest. Matt, thanks very much for being with us tonight. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. So tell me, you must be pretty excited about the prospect of joining the GNAC. 
Yeah, we're very excited about it. We think it's going to make a big impact uh, not only for our athletic department, but also for the entire university. Tell our listeners who might not be familiar with Concordia about the school and about the athletic program. Absolutely. We are uh, located right here in the heart of northeast Portland in the city, uh, urban campus, and we've been around since 1905. We've got about 5,400 students total. That's inclusive of all of our undergraduate, graduate students, and online programs. And we've been growing. We've built a new library and a new stadium for our soccer and uh, baseball teams here in the last couple years. So it's a fun place to be a part of. And uh, we're very excited about the prospect of uh, joining such a, a great D2 conference. Love to have you tell our listeners a little bit about that new facility for soccer and baseball. Absolutely, yeah. Hilton Community Stadium, we opened it up uh, about a year and a half ago in early 2012. And uh, it's artificial turf and lights, uh, a lot of brick around it. It really reminds you of kind of the old ballpark feel, Camden Yards or some of those uh, locations that are some of the great ballparks uh, of the modern era. And uh, it's just been fantastic. It's, it has batting cages. Uh, it has uh, team rooms for our men's and women's soccer teams and our baseball team. And with the artificial turf and the lights, we've gotten an incredible amount of use uh, year-round. Of course, with the weather here in the Pacific Northwest, uh, the artificial turf is really a nice benefit to have. So Concordia has been a member of the Cascade Collegiate Conference, NAIA. Tell me what sparked the interest in the move to the NCAA and the GNAC. Well, a couple things. As uh, we've been growing as a university and looking at our strategic vision and asking the question, how can athletics help uh, continue to be a platform and a, and a branding mechanism for the university. You know, a lot of times the analogy is used that athletics is the front porch to a university. It's maybe not the most important room, but it's the most visible. And as we've been looking at that and uh, some of our, our peer schools that have made the jump from NAI to NCAA Division II, we started to look at it as a possibility. And the more we've investigated it, uh, the more we've really felt like it's a fantastic fit for us. And the whole life and the balance strategic positioning platform, the idea that you can balance athletics and academics is very appealing to us and a very good fit with our mission in addition to the community engagement initiatives within Division II uh, is a great fit for us here at Concordia. And then last but not least, uh, we're very familiar with Commissioner Dave Haglund. He was, prior to his GNAC duties, uh, the commissioner of the Cascade Conference. And so we've been uh, in, in touch with Dave, and he's been a great resource as we've, we've considered the move. And Myself, I'm a Seattle Pacific alum, so uh, I, too, am familiar with the GNAC and, and have roots. That's cool. What kind of necessary changes do you foresee in making the transition? Well, we're not looking at uh, adding sports or anything like that. The GNAC offers 16 sports, and we have 15 of them right now. We have about 300 total student-athletes, so it's really a fantastic fit for us. Um, as we look at changes, really, um, with what the NCAA requires, we've already started making some of those changes. We've hired an assistant athletic director to oversee all of our compliance and eligibility. Um, so the big changes for us are just in terms of getting familiar with all of the NCAA rules and, and making sure that we have the proper documentation and po policies and procedures in place to, um, to enforce those rules and make sure that we're abiding by them. So... You talked about uh, athletics sort of being the front porch for uh, the school, uh, you know, in terms of, of an image. An NCAA uh, banner uh, on the school certainly uh, is an attractive one. 
What what does it mean? What would it mean to be a member of the NCAA to the institution as a whole? I think it raises our profile to a great degree. It gives us a, a sense of um, legitimacy and credibility right now that's even greater than what we have. The NAI has been very good to us, but there's just no questioning the power of the NCAA brand. I, I think additionally, in terms of what it really means for us at Concordia, you know, we'll be only the second Division II university in the state of Oregon, along with Western Oregon. So we'll be the only private Division II university and the only one in the Portland metropolitan area. So for us as, a, as an institution, I think it really sets us apart. It differentiates us from all the other uh, small colleges, you know, around this area and particularly in the state of Oregon. That makes a lot of sense. So give our listeners an idea of the timeline now of how this whole thing uh, would transpire? Well, we, uh, as, you, as you already mentioned, have accepted the invite uh, from the GNAC conference, which is a huge step for us um, and something that is required for NCAA applications. So on February 1 of 2014, we'll turn in our application to the NCAA, and then we'll have a site visit with them in the spring sometime. And in July 2014, we'll find out whether or not we're accepted into the membership candidacy process. And if all goes according to plan, we will enter that process next fall, um, but still compete in the Cascade Conference and NAI for that first year, and then in 15-16 move into the GNAC as a, as a full member of the GNAC. I think a lot of our listeners would look forward to having the Cavaliers as part of the GNAC. Uh, Thanks so much for being with us, Matt. We appreciate your time tonight, and good luck going through the steps. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Okay, Matt English, the athletic director at uh, what uh, very well could be the 11th member of the Great Northwest Athletic Conference, the 11th uh, full-time member with 15 of 16 sports that uh, the GNAC uh, members participate in. So that's a terrific step for Concordia, if indeed it all goes as, in fact, we all hope that it does. Now let's take a look ahead to see what's going on this week in the GNAC. In cross-country, the much-anticipated Division II National Championship meet is set for this Saturday in Spokane, Washington. Runners from across the nation will compete for an NCAA title with a women's six-kilometer race starting at 10.30 a.m., and the men's 10-kilometer distance following at 11.30. Admission for the meet is $5, and more information can be found at GNACsports.com. In men's soccer, number 12-ranked Simon Fraser is set to meet UC San Diego in the Division II West Regional Championship match on Friday in Denver. The winner of Friday's match will advance to the Division II quarterfinals Sunday. Moving to women's soccer, number nine ranked Western Washington will host Cal State San Bernardino in a Division II West Regional final match Friday evening in Bellingham. A victory would push Western Washington through to the NCAA quarterfinals set for Sunday in Bellingham. In volleyball, number 10 ranked Western Washington enters the final week of conference play, needing just one victory to clinch its second straight GNAC title. Western Washington will face Simon Fraser twice, in Burnaby on Thursday and in Bellingham on Saturday. In another key matchup, Alaska Anchorage visits Seattle Pacific 
on the final day of the regular season in a battle of the second and fourth place teams. In basketball, preseason play continues as the Seattle Pacific and Central Washington men's teams participate in the GNAC Pac West Challenge this weekend in Ellensburg. Meanwhile, on the women's side, Seattle Pacific and Western Washington head to California for the Azusa West Region Crossover Classic this weekend as well. And all of the Red Lions Student Athletes of the Week for the period ending November 17th can be found at GNACsports.com. Remember, if you don't catch us live, listen to GNAC Insider via podcast over iTunes or at GNACsports.com. We'll be right back with more GNAC Insider. Why choose Western Washington University? Complete your education in one of Outside Magazine's dream towns. Immerse yourself in Western's 160 academic programs. Ranked by U.S. News & World Report as the number one public master's granting university in the Pacific Northwest. Western Washington University. Active minds. Changing lives. GNAC Insider comes your way Tuesday nights at 7 o'clock, and we're happy you're joining us tonight. I'm going to welcome back to the show Evan O'Kelly. Evan uh, is does a terrific job booking the guests and uh, keeping me updated on everything going on, and I'm going to look to Evan right now for an update on what's going on in the conference since so much is going on. And a big week for soccer. Evan, tell me a little bit. I know we tried to get Ryan Dillon of Simon Fraser uh, to join us, and in, in, uh, he's probably still practicing tonight, so we weren't able to get him on. But tell me what's going on with Simon Fraser's uh, men's soccer team. Well, as you uh, know, last year they made it all the way to the Final Four, and they're looking to repeat that run again this year. They're uh, coming off a big win in the West Region semifinal match, and it was actually – uh, a golden goal supplied by senior Carlo Basso, who is the number two all-time uh, leader in points in GNAC history. So um, not only a big goal for the team, but a big goal, goal for uh, the senior wrapping up his career there to push Simon Fraser through to the uh, West Region Finals here coming up this week. Um, they'll meet up with UC San Diego in Denver on uh, Friday. So that was really – they won both games, and – actually uh, defeated uh, Cal State LA, which had been the number one seed in that uh, in that region, right? Yeah, that's right. In the West region, they were the one, and uh, Simon Fraser was the number four seed. So um, the first the first game, they won 5 nothing. didn't really seem to have any problems. But uh, going into that second game, you could tell it was going to be uh, a fight to the finish uh, with the number one and number four seed there, and uh, Simon Fraser came out on top. So now, if, uh, now they play UC San Diego – and what happens if they win that game? Well, if they win that game, they would advance to the Super Regional final match, and they would be playing the winner of uh, Regis in Midwestern. And really, uh, if Simon Fraser wins that, they will be into the Elite Eight and then just one win away from uh, uh, reaching the Final Four for the second straight year. Boy, what an accomplishment. What a wonderful season already for Simon Fraser, and we look forward. And everybody can can uh, watch the results. Uh, GNACsports.com is always the place we send folks who want to figure out what's going on. Uh, now, also, we're going to talk about cross-country here in a minute, but let's not forget volleyball. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we had a great match 
Uh, last week, uh, Western Washington uh, went into Alaska Anchorage, won a big match to assume uh, sole possession of first place in the standings, and then with only two matches remaining, they can clinch their second consecutive GNAC title with a victory here uh, this week. Okay. <laughs> Very exciting. Now, I know you're heading, you mentioned already, you're heading tomorrow morning over to Spokane uh, for the uh, NCAA Division II National Cross-Country Championship, and the GNAC's going to be pretty well represented there, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we got uh, Alaska Anchorage competing both uh, men's and women's teams, and uh, really we'll keep our eye on uh, Susan Tanui there running for Anchorage. She won the uh, West Regional for the second consecutive year uh, earlier this fall, and last season at the Nationals she placed second. So, um, you know, it should be a great great race overall. A lot of good runners from Simon Fraser and individuals on the women's side from Central Washington and Western Oregon as well. So uh, we'll have our fingers crossed, but we're expecting uh, big things from our, all of our GNAC runners, and we certainly wish all of them the best. I would think that any of the runners who participated in the regional just have a slight mental advantage, you know, over the over the folks coming from the other regions, but especially Susan Tanui, who won there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, anytime you have a uh, running a course for a second time and even a third time, as there was a, a meet there in uh, in October, actually check that that was in uh, Western Oregon, but it will be their second time uh, running the course. And anytime, you know, runners have an opportunity to feel it out. And we were talking with uh, Alaska Anchorage head coach, Michael Freeze a while back. And he just mentioned everything, uh, as simple as, uh, you know, a routine heading from the hotel to the course and just anything that makes, uh, being at a meet like this feel more homey, uh, puts a team a step ahead. And folks can buy tickets at the event, only five bucks to watch for anybody who might want to head over to Spokane or might be in the area. That's a, a great value to see, and, and to hear uh, our first guest talk about it. It sounds like the, uh, the, the viewing there is really terrific, which is not always the case for a cross-country meet. Yeah, absolutely. It's a special course. You know, we're really excited to get out there. And like you mentioned, tickets will be on sale uh, the day of the meet. That's Saturday. And then, uh, once again, the women will take off there at 1030 with the men following at 1130. Okay. Hey, great job. I sure appreciate, Evan, all the work you do every week on uh, GNAC Insider. Looking forward to what we've got going on next week. But uh, looking forward to watching GNACsports.com and figuring out, following all the, the various activities and what's going to be a very big week in the, in the GNAC. Good night, Evan. Good night, Kevin. Okay, that's another episode of GNAC Insider. Thanks very much for being with us. Hope you'll join us next week. Thank you for joining us on GNAC Insider, the weekly update on the student-athletes, coaches, and events of the NCAA's Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Catch us live every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Pacific at blogtalkradio.com slash GNAC Insider or listen at your convenience throughout the week at GNACsports.com. Or subscribe to the podcast over iTunes. GNAC Insider is a production of Soundbrook, creating revenue streams with digital audio.